0: Morning Pensacola, Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now.
1: Like sands through the black water, so are the days of our Milton. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theatre.
2: I ask that everyone be patient and kind. It is Valentine's Day. There are um, sometimes difficult things for all of us to discuss. Uh, mm-hmm. Please remember to wait till you're recognized to speak. And please also remember that how we express ourselves when we're disagreeing matters, not just to each other here in this room, but to the public watching, to the next generation of leaders, and to our city staff, whose morale can be negatively impacted when we have um, difficult uh, behavior. So I ask everyone to try to be mindful of that, especially on Valentine's Day. Uh, Let's try to be patient and kind with one another.
1: And today's teacher for kindergarten is Mayor Heather Lindsay. (laughs) If it feels that way, on the one hand, yes, it's condescending, and on the other hand, have you watched the Milton City City Council meeting <laughs> this is not an unwarranted approach from her but I thought that uh, oh no we're not even doing the meeting yet we're just in the preface we're just in the warm up we're in the like the get ready phase be nice to each other be kind remember we have people who work here we're trying to keep them working here it's valentines day be kind well, it didn't last long, okay? In the public comment section in the beginning, George Jordan, The um, uh, he used to be on city council. He re- resigned from city council. Uh, my own suspicion is because he felt like it was not the job he expected and you know, took work he didn't want to put in, but he still wants to be in charge, so he's always showing. Uh, he, so he leaves city council in order to show up at public comment over and over and over and over again. It's kind of a weird one, but okay. In uh,
0: 2021 when these items were given to me I was totally deceived. I believed at that time that we were going to move forward with a wastewater treatment plant and in two years we would be concluding the first phase of that project. Yesterday was two years since we had that groundbreaking. I hope you will hold those items as I have and look at them every so often and realize that you're working with people that will knowingly and willfully to
3: save
1: you. Thank you. All right. So we're off. <laughs> <This> <laughs> these, awesome! these people are going to lie to you all the time. All right. So um, backdrop on this is, of course, the wastewater treatment plant, which is sort of the backdrop on everything. That or Highway 90, you know, it's one or the other or both. And uh, in this case, George is upset because, you know, he's on the pitchfork posse side against Randy Jorgensen. And, uh, you know, they, they they got rid of, okay, they got rid of Dan Schibler. At the county. I don't remember. I don't think George was a part of that at the time. Uh, But now, you know, they've got their gumption up and they think they're going to get rid of Randy Jorgensen. Um, Let me give you just a real quick note on this. Um, If Randy Jorgensen leaves the city of Milton, half the staff leaves the city of Milton. My own personal expectation. Uh, He is well-trusted, very capable, widely beloved by the staff, and I don't know how you keep anybody working there if you get rid of him. Um, Yeah, I don't think he's leaving either. (laughs) I think he would not, but just so you know, that's kind of where we're at. Now, the first round of drama at the City of Milton Council meeting did not have anything to do with Randy. It had instead to do with this thing we told you about. You remember last time, last episode, when um, you had the uh, Community Improvement Board nominations were up, and you had Sherry Sebastio was on the one side, former city councilman who lost her election. Remember, you had um, Mike Cusack, new city councilman. He says, well, Sherry, uh, didn't you lose both your elections? What's that got to do with anything? And, and he says, well, I just don't think the people of Milton want you anymore. You know, <laughs> so that's where the tone was. Remember that. And, uh, and then on the other hand, you had a guy who, you know, kind of a, not a public figure particularly and he had a interesting bit of um, over exuberant speech i'll just say referring to a part of the male anatomy and um it won't play it it's not important the point oh, is hi. yeah come on i i just you know i don't want to people who don't make themselves publicly uh public figures or publicly obnoxious i try not to you know mess with them too much, okay? Just this my, my approach. It's unfair. Um, so, but the backdrop is that you had some people who very much want uh, him and do not want Sherry, and then other people who do want Sherry, and Sherry was the one that the board picked, okay? Six to two in the first vote. So, stepping to the podium, a uh, constant source of drama, Sherry Chapman, who, uh, she's famously uh, about the roundabouts, so people in, you know, Milton don't want no roundabouts, um, and she says, look...
4: The city cannot support themselves if county citizens did not cross that city line for businesses if we did not have gas that we pay to the city then the city would have a problem meeting its financial budget
1: okay and in order to understand these comments you have to understand that uh, she lives in uh, P ridge okay and so, or Pace, I don't know, she kind of goes back and forth between which one she uses, but the point is not in the city limits, but she shows up at the meetings a lot and talks about what's going on in the city, and of course, that's fine. Look, I don't live in the city of Pensacola, but I cover the city. I mean, I I certainly don't live in Santa Rosa County. I cover the county. I care about it, so, um, you know, I I agree that people who do not live within the limits still have a voice and often come and purchase, often come and do business, may even own businesses, you know, but even if they don't, people are interested, and that's fine, Uh, and so she says, look, People who live outside of the city still have a voice and um, the stuff that people say about what's going on matters.
4: It has been brought to my attention that some people think that if you don't live in the city or you don't own property in the city, keep your mouth shut and go away. And that is reverberated many times on social media.
1: And she's right. That's rude, right?
4: I personally find offense to that because I have been here and I have done things to this community, stayed up all night setting up scratch angles so this community could grow.
1: And she kind of goes through a long example about how people from the city need people from the county to spend their money and also taxes. I mean, you know, there's a variety of things. And then where it becomes sort of relevant to the business of the meeting is that she starts into reading a social media post from. Sherry Sebastia, one of the candidates for the Community Improvement Board, former city councilwoman.
4: I want to read a post that got me all fired up. And this is from Sherry Chantel Sebastio. Sherry Chapman, you know what I would like to know? Why oh, it's never
1: you... good when the post is like against you by name. Hey, yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, boy. Why are you so worried about what's going on in Milton City Limits? You don't live or own a business in our city, but you think you have a vote. If you want to vote, move into the city of Milton. Maybe you should focus on your city, which there's not another city other than Jay, or guth in the county, which neither I live in.
1: And she goes on.
4: And ask your friends to get rid of their septic tanks that are on the Blackwater in the county. Not the city, because in the city, we don't have septic tanks. I would like to remind the person that is vying for this position that the city is wanting to put a wastewater treatment plant in the county.
1: So that's the one side, and then the question is, well, what about all of this? Well, you know, Teresa Messick says, uh, look, and she's just a citizen, okay? She's just not a city councilman, but she gets up and, you know, she says just kind of the, you would think not needing to be said, but sort of the kindergarten teacher instructions again.
4: I think if we serve on any board, any board, that we should not go on social media and make tacky remarks you are representing our city you represent our business and that's just my input on that
1: seems like good advice <laughs> watch your tongue watch your pen watch your keyboard when you're on social media and then uh, Marilyn Farrell, one of the new members of city council had asked there were some emails that had gotten that had been sent into the city council about Sherry Sebastio I don't know what the email said I looked in the backup they weren't in the backup Apparently I don't I couldn't find a way they were publicly available and I didn't ask for them either because the gist of them is to be very, very critical and hostile towards Sherry Sebastian. That much was clear from the way that Heather Lindsay... The mayor, you know, uh, uh, Marilyn Farrell asked somebody to read the emails into the record, which is not normal. Typically, if people show up, they get to have their say. But if they send in an email, you don't read that into the record. Not typically. Uh, during COVID, there were some different things that happened. But typically during regular meetings, you have to show up to have your your voice heard. And so she'd ask, like, the city clerk to read it. And then the mayor was like, well, you know, maybe I'll read it a little bit. But I'm not sure I want to read these exactly. Well,
2: if, if I could just have order for a moment and let y'all know, we don't have any particular particular. particular procedure or rule on how to deal with public input as far as reading it into the record. And I don't like reading into, if you could please let me speak, I don't like reading something into the record that is potentially going to inflame the emotions of the room. Um, People have strong opinions about this, and they have shared those strong opinions with the council by means of public input forms. And for me to sit here and read those strong opinions when Ms. Sebastio's here in the room Uh, I don't want to unintentionally hurt her because I'm reading what someone else said about her. So I'm not really comfortable reading all of these into the record. I'm just going to tell you that straight up. It's not consistent with who I am.
1: And I actually agree with that. The mayor shouldn't be the voice of the emails because then it sounds like it's the mayor's viewpoint. And so, yeah, she shouldn't be especially again. I don't know what they said, but based on there was a moment before this where Heather looked like she was going to summarize the emails and was she going to actually read them or not. And you could tell from the way she was reading and thinking about it that she didn't feel comfortable about any of that. So apparently they're pretty spicy. Um, and pretty pretty critical and negative. So I actually agree with her. You don't read these. And again, you know, in the kindergarten room, you <laughs> you don't do that, right? Don't ask the teacher to read the mean the mean note. So anyway, um, they wind up going through with the vote.
2: Councilman Snow made a motion to appoint Shari Sebastio, seconded by Councilwoman Meese. Councilman Farrow has proposed an amendment to that motion to actually appoint Kyle Johnson instead. Councilman Cusack seconded that proposed amendment. So you
1: have dueling recommendation. And it's kind of a weird way to do it anyway. Typically what you do is you put two people up and then everybody casts a vote. And then the winner of the votes is how you do it. This notion of, well, I, I move that we put Sherry Sebastio up. I want to amend that motion. To make It's it's a weird process. And Alex Andrade, he didn't scold them, but he kind of was like, hey, next time maybe could we <laughs> you know, do this a little bit better. And he was right about that. So in the end, Sherry actually got five votes. One vote switched sides. Didn't explain why. Um, maybe it was because of the email that um, was read by Sherry Chapman. Maybe it's because of the other, or, you know, the, the post, okay, or it's because of other I don't know. But trust me when I say, well, this is all just the first act. Like, this is all just the bare minimum of the drama at the Milton City Council meeting. So Sherry Sebastio got the position. She's going to be on the Community Improvement Board uh, for this time. But I just want you to get a little bit of the tone, a little bit of the early on kind of how things are going. Remember yesterday I said there was like the first half of the meeting was very boring and perfunctory and they just kind of did a bunch of business. And some of it was actually kind of interesting, you know, not big stuff, but still interesting stuff. And, um, and it was the second half of the meeting where kind of all hell broke loose. And this is the beginning of that. Okay, later on is going to get much worse. So be listening at the top do of the hours. Do they
3: have like a sergeant of arms, like they do in Animal <laughs> do House?
1: Have, well, so Tony, Tint, uh, uh, Tony Tindall is the um, police chief, and he's often there, right? But and I mean they're prepared if something has to happen, but they're not really like they're not they're not there to do anything unless the mayor tells them, hey. We, we got to take care of this problem right now all right yeah so no that's um that would be the last resort and uh, to my knowledge that's never happened I may, I, you know I may be wrong i'm I've, I've only been following these Milton city council meetings for about two years now so um <laughs> Season two.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good season.
1: Of of Milton City Council Melodrama Theater will continue later on in the show. It's 523 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about selling your home, uh, Christina Leavenworth is fantastic. I mean, seriously. And look, um, she's been doing this for about six or seven years now, something like that. I I think that's about right. Yeah, I think it's six. It's not quite seven. Anyway, the point is, every year selling more homes. Last year, like over 200 homes. I mean, her and her, she and her folks at Eleven Rinky Realty are fantastic. And it's all kinds of little things that just all work together to get you that right end result of the best possible price for your home. And one of the things is I know during the hot market, it's easy to sell yourself on, hey, you know, look, I don't need a realtor. I can do it myself. And a lot of people did. I don't know whether they got the best price. I'm sure that she could have gotten them more. That's why you go with the realtor. But when the market is cool, really is when you need the help because she can get the best price and stage it in social media and advise you, hey, price it this way to get this result. Price it that way, you know, or don't stage it this way or fix that thing, that kind of stuff. And they're experts at this really at Levin Rinky Realty. So you want to guarantee she'll sell in 30 days or she won't charge you anything. She will. She can guarantee that. Also, if you want it sold in cat, you know, fast, you can sell it for cash. She's got cash buyers waiting. The point is find out what Christina Leavenworth and her folks at 11 Realty can do for you. 723 9158. 723 9158.
3: Every Volkswagen has style and performance, but there's something else that comes with new VWs from Peakmore Imports, and it's called Carefree Coverage. VW Carefree Coverage is standard on VW crossovers and SUVs and includes the first two years of manufacturer maintenance intervals for two years. Or 20,000 miles, whichever occurs first. And it's free. So with the 2023 Taos S starting from 25,641, you're covered with carefree maintenance. The Tiguan S from 28 to 27, it's covered with carefree maintenance. And the 7-passenger Atlas SE with technology from 42632, it's covered with VW carefree maintenance. Plus, all of these models are available for 3.9% financing. So go carefree with carefree maintenance on your next crossover, or SUV from Pete Moore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Pete Moore Imports, New Orrington Road, Pensacola. Prices before tag, tax title and associated dealer fees. Special financing rate for qualifying credit through BCI. See dealer for details. <laughs> my dad has
1: a cold, but also has high blood pressure. That's why I got him Vicks NyQuil High Blood Pressure for fast, powerful nighttime relief. Unlike some ordinary cold medicines, it's specially formulated for people like my dad nyquil high blood pressure is sugar free alcohol free and decongestant free
0: vix nyquil high blood pressure the nighttime sniffling sneezing coughing aching fever sore throat cold and flu for people with high blood pressure
2: like my dad
0: medicine use it directed do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet try nervive nerve relief from the world's number one nerve care company Nervive tablets contain alpha lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. When you listen to news radio 923 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7. Ask the Preacher at 8. Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays a weekend. Check it out and Gun Talk at 8.
2: His name's Forrest. Like me. I named him after his daddy.
3: He got a daddy named Forrest too? To be fair, though, she got around quite a bit, so it could have been several other forests.
1: Yeah, if I'm if I'm forest number one, I'm probably asking for a bit of a genetic sampling. Right, <laughs> probably just no offense, just Jenny. It. Yeah, it's okay, Jenny. We know what love is, but you know, I think you do too. 5:27 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David.
5: More than a dozen people taken to the hospital after an explosion at a metal factory in Ohio. That happened yesterday near Dayton. Officials say at least one person was in critical condition, and there's no word yet on what caused the explosion. One of the big baby formula manufacturers here in the U.S. now recalling two batches of its product due to a possible contamination British consumer goods company Recklet said the recall affects 145,000 cans of its uh, Enfamil Prosobi Simply Plant-Based Formula. But uh, so far, despite the possible contamination, there have been no illnesses reported. And prosecutors in New Mexico are b- dropping one key charge against Alec Baldwin now in, c- in connection with that Rust shooting. TMZ reporting that Baldwin is no longer being charged with gun enhancement. His lawyers apparently filed a motion to show the law that was used as a basis for that charge didn't apply at the time of the shooting.
1: Interesting. All right. Uh, thanks so much for the update, David. I appreciate it. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Oh, th- this is kind of interesting. I had not seen this, and I stumbled across this in some, you know, other realm of the internet. But um, the Pensacola News Journal, as of three weeks ago, does not allow commenting on the articles anymore. Oh, good. Which I completely <laughs> agree with, by the way. Have you read the comments section? Oh, my gosh. It makes us look dumb. It does. It, it does. does. <laughs> so they, yes. they put out a note. Um, here's why we're ending Defense comments meant. on articles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, We feel strongly that public discussion and civil debate are crucial to our society. Agree. We know that you, our readers, uh, know things that we don't, agree. You come from different backgrounds and have different experiences. We're all better when we can hear each other and learn from different perspectives. That's why the USA Today Network invested in extensive research and testing with the Center for Media Engagement before deciding to enable comments on our news sites in 2020. But for all their benefits, (laughs) we also know that comment sections across the internet can quickly devolve when they're not monitored around the clock in real time. The reality is that's not possible. So, time for a reset and we're hitting pause. Starting February 1st, the view comments button will disappear from our articles. Uh, While we continue to believe in the importance of comments, we had to make the hard choice to move away from the space due to the time investment necessary to bring you a safe, moderated, and productive discussion space. We're not willing to risk discussions veering off track or people being verbally attacked with this charge. Change, sorry, we'll continue to focus on exclusive local reporting and finding new and exciting ways to tell your stories. Hey, I agree. I mean, I, you know, unless you haven't met the internet. Oh right? my gosh! If you if you have met the comment section, uh, I. I totally agree this is fine i mean i sometimes wonder about this on like our posts on facebook and we're pretty tame like people are actually very well behaved on our facebook page generally that's speaking that's true not in the news journals oh my oh god they're horrible yes. yes really so you know I, I think this is smart david david wayne will have your local news coming up next after fox
3: news i'm chris foster a day after his trip to ukraine president biden's in poland to give a speech about the fight for democracy three days from the one-year anniversary of the ukraine invasion russia's president delivers his state of the nation address
2: president putin says it's not him who started the war in ukraine but an aggressive and expansionist west before both houses of the Russian parliament, Putin repeated his unfounded claim that Russia was freeing Ukraine from the clutches of
3: Nazis. Fox's Jonathan Savage. A housekeeper's husband named Carlos Medina is arrested for the murder of Los Angeles Catholic Bishop David O'Connell.
4: Police received a tip that Medina was acting strange and irrational and had made comments about the bishop owing him money. His SUV was also seen on surveillance video in the bishop's driveway the night he was murdered.
3: Fox's Anita Vogel, uh, Vogel. Bishop O'Connell was shot and killed seven Saturday, 69 years old at his home in Hacienda Heights, California. America's listening to Fox News,
5: good morning, 531. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 923. It's cloudy and 68 right now in Pensacola. While a lot of the attention last week was on that OLF eight bidding war, Escambia County leaders are also moving forward in an effort to win up to fifty-three million dollars in grant funding through the Rebuild Florida Hurricane Sally Infrastructure Repair Program. The county's seeking public comment for 30 days on five proposed projects. The biggest one, $30 million to build a new ECAT transit center. The building is 50 years outdated. And to me, you know, transit is <laughs> universal. I mean, if I was going to pick a project, I'm going to pick that, but I think that that affects all of our districts. But, I mean, we're just, you can't even park there. It's a... It's just an accident waiting to happen. Someone's going to get ran over. Another twenty million dollar proposal would go towards a future multi-use for sports facility for Ashton Brosnahan Park. Other part project proposals include upgrades to the Pensacola Bay Center and the Beach Haven stormwater and sewer project. Comments can be submitted to Sally Recovery Grant at myescambia.com until March twentieth. Sentencing scheduled later on this spring for a Pensacola man convicted of shooting and killing a 16-year-old boy back in 2020. 22-year-old Trenton Newkirk was found guilty of second-degree murder late last week. In December of 2020, he shot and killed 16-year-old Jeffrey Canell Jr. at the Forest Creek Apartments. Newkirk will be sentenced in April. Governor Ron DeSantis was in Chicago last night. Speaking in Elmhurst, he told a crowd of law enforcement officials that the state of Florida... If
3: you come and you're qualified from another state and join any of our agencies, city, county, state, sworn law enforcement, you get a $5,000 signing bonus immediately right off the top.
5: And uh, the governor blasted Democrats for what he said was enacting woke policies that encourage crime and weaken law enforcement. Uh, Of course, many believe that uh, the governor is testing the waters for a possible presidential run. Dozens of protesters also gathered outside of that event in Chicago last night. 533, it's News Radio 92.3.
6: Nice day out there today with temperatures warming up into the mid to upper 70s. Partly cloudy skies, low overnight near 65 degrees. As you go into Tuesday, warm pattern will continue with a high near 78 degrees. Small chance of a stray shower, otherwise partly cloudy with lows overnight dropping into the upper 60s. For Thursday, temperatures will warm up close to 80 degrees with lows overnight in the upper 60s. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center.
5: And right now, cloudy skies 68 in Pensacola, 67 in Gulf Breeze, 68 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92 3.
0: What is News Radio 923? Informative local and dependable news from WEAR TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative local and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative local and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative local and dependable weather. Informative local and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 923 is. Informative local dependable. This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me tomorrow at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions tomorrow at
2: 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 6. 1620.
4: This message is sponsored by the Florida a University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Are you curious
3: about marijuana? Florida a and University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MERI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use, as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu.
0: When breaking news hits, we're there to cover it. Fox News, UER-TV, News Radio Team, on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable.
1: Good morning, five fifty-five, uh, 50, thirty-six here on News Radio ninety-two-three, informative local. Can't tell time. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News, and uh, I, I just I'm, for years I've tried to explain how this works, and I don't know. I don't. I can look at the clock. I'm looking at a digital clock. It's not even having to figure out the time on the on the hands. I can look at it. It says five colon and I come up with five fifty something. <laughs>
3: It's like the L thing with the left. That's your
4: thing. Yeah,
1: that's it. I can do math in my head. I just can't read it out loud. All right, so uh, Shane Tucker is the chief deputy of the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. We spoke to him yesterday, as we do on a Monday. Hey, Chief, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Well, good morning, Andrew. Thank you. Good to have you. So uh, a lot of people were focused on the Daytona 500 yesterday. Uh, where there's a lot of racing, a lot of rubbing, a lot of crashing, a lot of yellows, and a lot of restarts. Um, maybe they would have been um, just as good to focus on the stuff that happened Saturday at the Milton racetrack. Is that right? We had a bit of an incident, right?
7: Oh, we did. Uh, it was uh, Southern Raceway is always an exciting time. Um, Saturday night, a uh, fight, uh, fight broke out between two of the drivers there. Uh, I guess they had some kind of disagreement over uh, over a bump or something. Uh, anyway, they they got in a fight, and uh, not to be outdone, one of the drivers' uh, family members decided to get involved and uh, and struck one of the other participants in the head with a shovel, uh, giving him a, a a pretty nasty gash on the head. Uh so the driver was charged with a uh, simple battery and uh his uh concerned family member was actually charged with a uh, felony
1: aggravated battery. Wow. I mean the, he's going to be okay.
7: Uh my understanding is, you know, he got some stitches uh, and he's he's probably got a got a sore noggin but but he's going to be okay.
1: And okay, so I I don't know if you know the answer to this but it's I'm just trying to see it in my head. The family member was like down in the like pit area or was up in the stands and i mean i i how, how does the shovel get to the guy's head is what i guess i'm trying to figure out
7: while i don't know for sure what i kind of envisioned was was like you said he was down in the pit area okay that's kind of All the right. way that, that i envisioned that but but i was not there
1: happy milton okay fair enough wow goodness um we also have a uh, another battery on a law enforcement officer
2: right
7: oh we did Wednesday, uh, one of our Nemar deputies was dispatched to uh, the Eglin uh, Federal Credit Union there in Navarre, the and uh, the, uh, the, the folks inside reported a suspicious person had um, come in and was, was behaving kind of erratically and, and shoved one of their computer monitors over and, you know, was just doing some weird things. So they called to have the deputies come check him out and uh, when the deputy located him uh, they they tried to make contact with him he, he promptly responded by punching the deputy in the face Ugh. so the uh the, the, clearly the deputy took umbrage with that and, and chased him down and took him into custody but uh, that was kind of an odd one
1: you, you know i when i hate to see you know folks get hurt but it really is sadly a part of the job you know fighting is a part of the job do, you know do you do you ever run up against like Trainees who didn't really put that all together when they were thinking about becoming a cop, like the idea that fighting and brawling was going to be a part of the job.
7: Uh, you know, you do. Um, and, you know, like you and I've discussed before, in this career field across the nation, um, about twenty percent of the people that actually get hired um, get in it and realize it's not for them. And yeah. We have about a twenty percent washout rate, and that plays a big factor in it um, in a lot of cases. Um, you know, there's there, there's so many different facets of law enforcement and you can be be really motivated and passionate and good at one facet and, and completely incompetent at the other. And unfortunately, you, you can't do this job if that's the case.
3: Right.
5: Uh,
7: there's just there's just such variation in what's expected of cops. And and that's one of the reasons it's such a difficult role to fill.
1: Well, and it's you know, when I'm thinking about a situation like that, I'm thinking about like the little bit little tiny bit of simulator experience that I've had. And, you know. The one where the guy draws a gun on you and you got to shoot him before he shoots you, or the one where the person is just very, very compliant—like those are the easy cases, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The hard one is all the in-between where you just never know what's going to happen next, and even when you think something might happen next, it can still catch you by surprise. Because boy, I just didn't think we were there yet, you know. And that's why it's such a—I mean—incredibly challenging job. Uh, you guys also had uh, somebody called in a DUI, right?
7: Uh, we did. Um, let's see. Sunday, I believe, sometime shortly after 3.30, we received a complaint. Um, a concerned citizen called in about a car that they estimated was driving about 100 miles per hour in the bar, mm. uh, which, if, if you're familiar with the bar, that's yeah. uh, just completely unsafe. Uh, one of our deputies, fortunately, was able to find the vehicle and, and pace, pace clock him at, at well over 80 miles an hour, so we, we know it was indeed speeding. When he got him pulled over, uh, it turned out that the uh, the driver was impaired, so he was arrested and taken to jail and uh, given a, a breathalyzer, which showed he was over three times the legal limit. You know, and and that is a really good reminder of why it's so important that that you call us when you see things like this. We are so grateful that this citizen decided to call us and report this. Can you imagine what could have happened if this, if this driver, over three times the legal limit, had continued speeding through Navarre, wherever he was going? Um, you know, it, it Very easily, somebody could have been, been hurt or killed. So I we, we just want to encourage folks, when you see stuff like this, to let us know.
1: Do, do you want people to call 911? Do you want them to call non-emergency? What do you want them to call when they see a drunk driver? Or a suspected in, in, drug in a
7: case like this, I want them to call 911. I okay. want I want to get that information to our deputies as fast as possible. Um, and and that is an emergency. When you have someone driving 100 miles an hour in in Navarre, uh, that, that is that is emergency circumstances. So certainly call us a 911 and let us.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just that as quickly as possible. That's horrifying because you can easily imagine how that was going to turn out at that kind of blood alcohol content. And at those speeds, certainly you can imagine. Uh did a press conference just this last week about this alleged murder for hire incident where the woman sh- allegedly shot her husband in the neck, went to jail, got out, met somebody else, got back in on violation and then tried to hire who turned out to be a confidential informant uh, to kill her husband. And y'all did some really good, you know, detective work to, you know, make the case against her and all of this kind of stuff. Any updates on that story? Uh, anything about that that we don't already know?
7: You know, I'm not aware that anything um, substantial has changed in that. Uh, as, as you mentioned, we had the, uh, the, the woman that was in jail for, for shooting her husband, tried to hire somebody to kill him. Um, and so that, that, a uh, uh, Additional arrest has been made, charging her with, with the, the solicitation for murder. Uh, so that's just going to make its way through uh, the criminal justice process. And, um, you know, we'll certainly keep everybody up to date as, as that changes.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I just had one question about this, which was, um, you know, you guys had a confidential informant, a CI who, you know, revealed this plot to you and was part of your, you know, how you built the case against them. Um, you know, TV has a certain portrayal of CIs <laughs> you know and I always like to check reality up against the television is it it all like you know on TV with these CIs you know who they are what they are is there any type are they criminals are they all you know low level drug users who try to turn on the, you know that kind of thing what, what's the reality of that
7: well the reality is confidential informants um, come, in, come in all background shape sizes um, some can be criminals um, some may not be um, you know, some may be people that we've arrested. Some may be people with absolutely impeccable records. Um, a confidential informant is, is simply somebody who has agreed to provide uh, confidential information uh, to the sheriff's office or to law enforcement. Um, and, you know, there, there can be a number of, of, of motivating factors. Um, you know, the one you probably are most familiar with is, is on having – Seen on TV uh, is the confidence informant that, that gets arrested for something and is trying to, um, you know, garner some assistance from the criminal justice process. Yeah. Um, you know, there can be all kinds of motivations. Uh, sometimes their motivation can be truly altruistic, trying to, um, you know, to make their community a better place. Sometimes it can be, uh, you know, for money. There are in, in instances in law enforcement, where, where confidence informants are paid for their services, uh, sometimes it could be revenge. Um, you know, when, uh, when I worked narcotics, some of our best informants were um, drug dealers who were telling on rival drug dealers. Yeah. Um, you know, so th- th- there's all kinds of reasons people could, could, could find themselves being a confidence informant.
1: And if you're if you're prosecuting cases and putting criminals behind bars, y'all are happy. To, <laughs> if revenge is the reason they're doing it, law enforcement's the reason you're doing it, right? So, that yep, that, yep. that checks out. Hey, last thing I wanted to ask you about, Chief, is I guess we got a canine is retiring. Is that right?
7: We sure do. Uh, one of our first bloodhounds that we ever had here at the sheriff's office, Copper, is uh, is retiring and moving on to the easy life. She's been um, uh, just an absolutely uh, amazing part of this agency for the last five years, and we are just super thankful to have, to have um, benefited from, from having her uh, tracking bad guys, tracking missing people. Um, you know, she's she's definitely going to be missed, but uh, she's leaving several good bloodhounds behind who's ready to step up and take her place. But
1: well, very good. Well, we, we certainly
7: appreciate. Certainly, going to miss K9
1: Copper. Absolutely, yeah. Long time. I, I, I mean, since I was on, you know, since I was here, she came and went, and you know, that's fantastic. Chief uh, Shane Tucker is chief deputy of the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. As always, Chief, thanks for the time. Thanks for keeping us informed and thanks for keeping us safe, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Most definitely, five forty-six here on News Radio ninety-two-three. You know, we are not yet. Although this week, goodness, we're going to start to see temperatures to the almost eighty later on in the week. So I would say you're not normally going to test out your AC this early, but you know, you never know. Yes, um, and you know, when was that? Yes, you sure. will. <laughs> maybe so. Um, you know, the February cleanout. Um, look, when it comes to heating or cooling your home, you got a lot of choices for HVAC, maintenance, repairs, or replacement, and you want to be able to pick up your phone and know that you're going to get the right service that you need, right? That's Peden Air Conditioning, Heating, and Electrical, and their focus is to give you that quality service, installation, combined with the best products in the industry. And, you know, look, you might be maybe this week, but certainly come, you know, springtime and summer, you're going to be putting that ACN, and you want to make sure it works. And not just make sure that it works like turns on, but that it's not costing you extra power. Hello fbl Um that you know you're you're not wasting energy and you're getting the right kind of use and that it's not kind of on the verge of trouble, and, you know, that's one of the things that an inspection can tell you is kind of are you on the verge of having a problem. That's why you call Peden Air Conditioning and you set up an appointment to have your system inspected. So if you need AC work or replacement, call Peden. If you need electrical work done, call Peden. They've got offices in Panama City, Destin, Fort Walton and a big location obviously here in Pensacola at Ellison Field, 855-376-1534. Or check them out online at Peden.com. And if you're looking for a high-paying job, why not join one of the best places to work on the Gulf Coast? Peden's hiring plumbers, electricians, HVAC personnel. Uh, They will train you, and you just apply online at Peden.com. Or if you call, ask for Connor.
3: Trying to find a great steak for dinner? At Costello's Butcher Shop in Delhi, you'll find a selection of specialty and exotic meats from choice to Wagyu, great briskets, pork, and all the seasonings to go with it. All cut to order at Costello's. From fine wine to cheeses and desserts, even Boar's Head Lunch Sandwiches made fresh from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And free lunch for the kiddos, too. So for the best meats, top deli items, and Italian family hospitality, it's got to be Costello's Butcher Shop in Delhi, a great place to meet up and wine all you want on the west side of Pensacola
0: All of your local news and talk from dependable host Andrew McKay on your morning drive with Pensacola Morning News, 5-9 to 9 on News Radio 923.
1: The suspense is terrible. He's gonna go this time. I hope it'll last. Such a sweet song. I love that song by English Beat. Yeah, 549, News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Oh, come on. now on News Ready 92.3. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David, go ahead, sir.
5: President Biden in Poland today giving remarks in uh, Warsaw. The visit coming after his surprise trip to Ukraine yesterday. By train? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he he went by train. Finally, you know, came true on all of those stories about riding the the train. from. Well, no, because he always rode the train to work in D.C., he always said. And so, Oh, yeah, you know, that's right. Because sure you can in the Northeast, right? I just thought it was interesting that he f- took a very familiar mode of transportation into Kiev. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you, David.
5: Well, that's a popular method of getting around over there. So <laughs> it's, it, Indeed, it is. Uh, the Alex Murdaugh double murder trial resuming today in South Carolina. The defense will continue to present its case after the uh, state rested on Friday. The court was closed yesterday. Uh, Murdaugh, of course, facing double murder charges and... Folks traveling with kids are going to have some more options uh, on United Airlines flights soon. They say they're going to be opening up more seats to families traveling with kids under the age of 12. They're going to allow parents uh, with younger children access to preferred seating at no extra fee if hmm. they need it at the time when uh, they book their flights.
1: All right, very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. Yeah, I wonder if he got like a, uh, a Euro Pass, <laughs> your rail pass, <laughs> and he just kind of backpack around a little bit in the in the meanwhile. I don't
3: know. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that likes to save money.
1: Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. No, fair enough. Um, all right, so I have a couple of stories that I can really only do in the five o'clock hour. Ooh, I know. Yes. <laughs> and Come I was actually on. I thought I had the the one, and now I just don't seem to. Uh, Oh, it's because I'm looking at the wrong show prep. That, that'll that do it. I've got a couple of different show preps open. I'm like, what? Where, what happened to this story? I thought, why is this going on? Okay, so the first one is, um, so let's just say that there's a certain part of the body that people historically have had an interest in measuring. Okay. Okay? It's a part that women don't have. Am I, I'm not doing, being too obtuse about this, am I?
3: No, I think I'm picking up you what you're laying down. Yes.
1: <laughs> think you understand where we're at. Well, um, new research indicates, (laughs) this cracks me up. I know this study, Um, I saw it. Yeah, that um, (laughs) the average amount of measurement taken Mm -hmm. has increased, I I will say very judiciously uh, about which words I'm I'm choosing here. Um, So from an average of, (laughs) God, I hate this story, I can't believe I'm talking about this, Um, an average of 4.8 inches to 6 inches. Is what the survey indicates from the World Journal of Men's Health. Uh, average length has increased 24% in the past 29 years. Uh, research led by Stanford University urologist <laughs> looked at just all of the above, all of the things, right? Um, looked at data from 75 studies. So this is meta, meta analysis. That's looking at all the other studies. Uh, 1942 and 2021 involving 56,000 men, several regions of the world across all age groups. And this is the result of the study and <laughs> i have to I have to read you this this uh, quote from the story Read it um, verbatim. Dr. James Hoteling, a urologist is not involved with the study, tells u s a today that another possibility is that penises haven't grown longer, but perhaps the method of measurement has changed.
2: <laughs> no, it hasn't. I don't- the world.
1: So anyway, here's where they're concerned. Okay, this is serious science, right? They're concerned because overall changes in body shape, style, size could indicate other things going on with the species right? Any overall change in development is concerning because our reproductive system is one of the most important pieces of human biology. This is uh, Eisenberg, one of the study authors. He says, if we're seeing this fast of a change, as in, you know, 24% increase over the course of three decades, it means something powerful is happening to our bodies. Just like we measure height and weight every year across the U.S., this is something else we could measure in a systematic fashion because it might turn out to be an early indicator of changes in human development. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my, my thought is, you know, at first, this seems like good news, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if it For does some, or not. I guess, sure. you know. Um, but is it, you know, maybe you, had, you thought you had an advantage and really, you know, everybody's got that advantage. I don't know. Just an odd super Oh, I thought odd you were talking story. to me. I was like, no, dude, <laughs> uh, I know. I will I say. drive this, a
3: truck through it. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> speaking <laughs> about, you were going speaking about general, just the science side of this, um, better nutrition. I mean, we are eating better, arguably. Than we were 30 years ago. I think if you uh, eat more maybe, carrots, it's just so, okay. Yeah. Um, well, no, but just <laughs> generally, if you if you eat better, your body develops more towards its its potential. Let's just say. Sure. Um, and height, average height has increased about an, a little more than an inch total. So that doesn't seem to quite explain the percentage elsewhere. I don't but speak like an expert, but that has nothing <laughs> to do with it or shoe right? size. Well, no, but I'm, I don't mean that. I mean that. Oh. if oh, then me either. If you're. <laughs> If people what are, are taller, about? they might be taller while laying down also. You never know. 5.55 nope. on News Radio ninety-two-three, informative local scientific. I uh, know,
3: but it's not like I can weigh in on a topic real often.
1: <laughs> you want to weigh in? No, I guess I don't.
3: <laughs> All right. But since, I saw that
1: study. That made me laugh. Since we're in this vicinity, I love that. Well, it might not be that the the, the, the underlying facts have changed, but maybe the way of measuring. Yeah, we want metric. <laughs> Every, every centimeters. Two and a half. Anyway. God, I wish I was on Facebook right now. I know. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, since since we've done that one, you ready for the other one? This is my other favorite story from the last week in cool. the Lured Department. Um so constipation. I we- can weigh in on this too. <laughs> This is easily. This is. I just don't even know what to do, but I want to do this. It's been on my show prep for like a week, and I'm like, I can't do it here. Can't do it here. I got time now. All right, here we go. Um, People who struggle with chronic constipation, which serious
4: problem. That means when you're stopped up. Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, Anybody uh, uh, once? What do they say? Twice a week or less. Oh, oh, no, gosh. three. Three a week or less.
4: Oh, I die. It's
1: chronic, okay? Yeah. Uh, between 10 and 20% of Americans live with persistent constipation, okay? Uh, that doesn't have a clear, obvious cause. So, how do you solve this problem? Well, we've got a capsule called Vibrant. It is a capsule about the size of a pill that when you swallow it, it. <laughs> no! Oh, my gosh! And it shakes it loose. <laughs> It's the Taylor Swift pill. It shakes it off. shake it off. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So the idea behind the pill is uh, it's taken around bedtime every day, so you do this routinely. Uh, It travels the same route as the food does through the stomach, small intestine, finally getting the large intestine, and then about 14 hours after you swallow it, See, can't you see that little
3: cheese guy yes. from the cartoon? I have a sunka You know, where he would go through the whole body and it's like, I thought you were going to tell me it was turning and into glitter. I was like, so, oh, heck yeah. So here's oh. the
1: thing. It, it goes for like three seconds on, three seconds off, according to the chief commercial op- officer for terrifying. Vibrant Gastro. Only a very small percentage of the people in the test could discern that it was happening. It's not a noticeable thing. That's just it's it's very fast and it's what is it's not meant to shake it off so to speak. It's meant to stimulate the cells of the uh, colon in order oh, to become sure. more active. So mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I, I mean, have divert diverticulitis, so I can see where that would yeah and. Not inflame your lion. Here's,
1: here's the part I didn't understand. It, it says that after <laughs> you swallow it, it's active for a couple of hours, then it goes quiet for six hours, then it goes active for another two hours. I, it must mean once it starts after 14 hours later, I, I'm guessing. It's not immediate, like, in the stomach or something. That wouldn't do any good. No point to having it in the stomach. Um, to get <laughs> FDA clearance, Vibrant had to demonstrate that there were no toxic materials in the pills and that they could withstand, for example, the force of a bite. In case you accidentally, you know, chomped it while it was, Oh, 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 okay. You know, you've got to be able to, um, 349 people with the chronic condition were divided into two groups. 200 took the the capsules, uh, 149 who took a look-alike pill that did not actually vibrate 40%. Sorry. It was higher than I thought. 40% of the group taking the, the pills reported having at least an additional, Oh, sorry, this is a different statistic. 40% said they had one additional movement in the okay. week. Okay. So from three to four, let's say, uh, 23% of the placebos also went up. Okay. You know, cause sure, psychosomatic sure. impact on your mm-hmm. health. Uh, The percentage of patients who reported two or more additional was 23% with and 12% without. And most people said they couldn't feel the pills working, but a few did, said they did. Uh, I would want to know if anybody in the control group said they felt it. Yeah. Because you got to figure some did, right? Oh, sure. Uh, So um, anyway, that's just, that's it. Um, (laughs) Have they never heard of coffee? (laughs) Well, they're saying that, you know, some of the common side effects of anything that you would normally treat this condition with is to have (laughs) excessive... The diarrhea. Okay, is to have yeah. excessive, right? And so that's not an ideal. But this doesn't, uh, this doesn't cause that particular side effect. So, the uh, the jiggly poop pill is uh, on its way to you eventually. Cool. Maybe. All right. So, uh, larger stuff and uh, jiggly stuff. There you go. That's all. That's all I got. That's Maybe all we I can got. put it in, you know, Premier start giving it away. <laughs> that is a prize just, people would want. I just, what I want to do is I want to put like ten of them in a glass jar and just wait and see. <laughs>
0: Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Freeze, Milton, Pensacola.
5: Books being removed from the school, b- school libraries. We'll have the story right after this update from Fox News on News Radio 92.3.
6: start the war in Ukraine. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what Russia's leader claims. In a long speech today, just ahead of the one-year anniversary of his
3: military invading Ukraine. Responsibility for fomenting the Ukrainian conflict, for its escalation, and for the increasing number of victims lies entirely with Western elites.
6: President Putin also announced this today.
2: Russia is suspending its participation in the New START nuclear weapons treaty that reduces the number of nuclear missile launchers. He also said that Russia must stand ready to resume nuclear missile testing if the United States does so as well.
6: The Fox Alexandria Hoff. President Biden is about to meet this hour with Poland's president who wants more U.S. troops stationed near Russia's border. This is the day after the Biden trip to Ukraine where he said... Putin's failing.
2: We're expecting a speech by President Biden designed to resonate with US allies and further rally support behind Ukraine. The President will emphasize that Ukraine is standing strong when Russia thought it would cower and that the West is united when Russia believed it would divide. Fox's Jonathan
6: Savage, the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio. Not happy with the President's trip, Trent Connery tells
3: Fox. He was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there not to us. And. I'm furious.
6: More than two weeks after the train derailment in the mayor's town that spewed toxic chemicals and smoke. The head of the EPA will go there again today, and a new medical center will open in East Palestine for residents complaining of feeling sick amid all the contamination. An explosion at a metals plant near Cleveland, Ohio, has left one person dead, 13 injured Oakwood Village. Fire Captain Brian DeRocco says... You're dealing with with molten hot metal, so there's always an inherent danger. Debris from the blast scattered hundreds of yards around the damaged plant. It's up to eight people dead in Turkey and Syria from yesterday's earthquake that added to the misery and devastation from the earlier, more powerful quake over two weeks ago that killed 46,000 people. America's listening to Fox News.